What's up, Hogland Nation? You know we gotta tell you about Mr. T's Tuxedos. Do you or someone you know have a wedding, formal, prom, or big event coming up soon? Well, lucky for you, we have you covered. Mr. T's Tuxedos has the best suits and tuxedos in the area, and will have you looking your best for your big day. With their main store located in Minersville, PA, they also offer fitting services located in Center City, Philly, as well as on-site fittings at your preferred location. Make sure to mention that Hogline sent you when you visit in-store or reach out with an inquiry. To take a look at their catalog and for more information on all that Mr. T's Tuxedos has to offer, visit MrT'sTux.com. That's M-R-T-S-T-U-X.com. And remember, you only have one shot at looking your best. Be sure to take it with Mr. T's Tuxedos. Hogline Nation, welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, and you're listening to the 142nd episode of the podcast. Welcome in, folks. Today, we have Jack here, of course. Hello, everyone. I'm here, per usual. And we also have uh, Charlie Manis making his fourth. You better have a number ready. You don't know. I think it's four. She's a third or fourth. Fourth fourth appearance on the show. Uh, Charlie has officially become a member of our fantasy league, uh, our our home league that's been running for, this will be our 11th season. So Charlie uh, is officially the 12th uh, manager added to the league. So we'll be expanding this season and, uh, we thought no better way to, I guess, uh, this is his introductory course to the league. We're going to be doing a mock draft episode today. It is introductory yes, course, but he's also be uh, going to have a team in this mock draft. Yes, I will. So are we teaching him or what? What's going on? We're not teaching him. He, he, he's, he's actually getting thrown out to the wolves immediately. Ah. So, yeah, like Jack said, we're going to be doing a head-to-head to head mock draft uh 12 teams but will be randomly assigned a position in the draft us three jack charlie and myself and uh it's it's a it's a 12 team half ppr mock draft with one quarterback two running backs two receivers a flex kicker defense and six bench slots and that's pretty much it um do you have any questions jack or charlie i don't i do not know i have i have one question what what's your question? Are we I assume the answer is yes, but um are we going to like we're gonna say our picks, right? Like I pick, like I don't know. Like Yes. Well, so once once it gets to your position and you're up, kind of and I you're not gonna be timed or anything, so you'll have enough time to I want you to explain who you're picking and why you're picking them. And if you're like debating between two guys and kind of explain your, your thought process when, when it comes to it, you know what I mean? Like why you're picking that guy? What, is there anything you like about him? And if, if there's two guys you're in between kind of explain your thought process along with it doesn't, doesn't have to be long. It should be a short explanation, but yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, so that, that, that's kind of what we're doing here. So, all right. 
Without further ado, I will randomly select our um, positions. I'll do, this is Jack first. Jack, you're gonna be fourth. Okay. Okay, so Jack will be selecting fourth in the draft. Charlie will be next. He will be selecting 12th. All right. All right. Nice. I hit, it, I hit it three times and four came up three times. So I had to get I had to get a new position. So and I will be selecting eighth. All right. All right. So Jack will be spread four. out. Good. Yeah, we're pretty spread out, so that's pretty good. And I will I'm gonna start the draft now. And here we go. We're off. So the first pick was Christian McCaffrey. Uh, then to team two went Dalvin Cook. Then it went Alvin Kamara at pick three. And that means Jack is on the clock here at pick number four. Uh, Jack, what are you thinking? So Derek Henry's looking at me here. So is Saquon, Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb. That's probably the only ones I'd consider here. Uh, we've been going back and forth about Henry or Chubb. Um, I really do like Saquon. I'm going to go with Henry. Were you picking Saquon? Derek Henry. Oh, okay. But then, Just because I think it's bad luck. I picked Saquon second of all last year. He got hurt. I don't know. All right, fair enough. So after Derek Henry goes Jonathan Taylor at 1.5, Nick Chubb at 1.6, and then Tyreek Hill at 1.7. So I'm sitting here at pick eight. I feel like in most leagues, I would say 99 to nine, 95 to 99% of leagues, this will not be an opportunity that will present itself. Saquon Barkley getting all the way to pick eight. Don't think that's going to happen. I don't really see people taking Jonathan Taylor, Nick Chubb, and Tyree Kill over him. Maybe one of those guys, and maybe Saquon can get to pick six. But pick eight seems pretty unrealistic. Um, so I feel pretty fortunate about that. Truth be told, I don't really know how I feel about Saquon this year. I mean, obviously he's got immense talent, but he's coming off of an ACL injury um, that he suffered last year in week two. So it remains to be seen if he can stay healthy for a 16 game season. He hasn't done that since 2018, his rookie season. Excuse me. So I'm, I'm a little, I don't know, pessimistic, I guess you could say on Saquon this year at the price he's going at, at a top five pick. But here at pick eight, I think I have to pounce on that opportunity and, and select him here just because running back is, as we all know, the scarcest position in, in fantasy. So I think I need to shore that up. And I feel like it's worth the risk here at the latter part of the first round. What are you smiling at, Jack? Nothing. Sorry. Just keep going. I just All right. got never mind. Just just keep going. It's it, I can't I can't even dive into the explanation. All right. So after Saquon goes Ezekiel Elliott to pick nine, Aaron Jones to pick ten, and Devontae Adams to pick eleven. So that means Charlie's on the board and you can walk us through what you're thinking, Charlie. Okay, so Believe it or not, I have actually planned if I like some of the picks. If I were, if I were like pick one, six, or like any number, 
I, I kind of plan both in the numbers, like in who I'll pick in the situation. And obviously I would go for running back and I, um, I guess like camp, there's a lot of people like standing out to me, but Uh, I'd go with Cam Akers because I've been, um, like, he, he can be just, like, ex- kind of a little explosive sometimes. I don't know. Uh, and, yeah, I, like, he can, he can just, like, I don't know. <laughs> like, not that, not that much you can do with Dick 12, but. I think Cam Akers is the way to go, and he's standing out to me a little. I don't know. Okay, so go ahead. You can pick Cam Akers here. And um, then you have another selection here at the turn, at the one-two turn. So you already have one running back. And, you know, you could look – you can double up at running back potentially. Uh, you can look at a wide receiver. The only two receivers that have been selected are Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams. No tight, no tight end has gone off the board, so – I guess you're pretty, pretty open to the best player available. Who who are you gonna pair with Cam Akers to be the cornerstone of your team? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go with wide receiver actually, and I'm gonna pick. I'm thinking DeAndre Hopkins because, like we all know the catches he can make and we do the speed. How many hell Murrays is gonna happen this year? Throughout the league? No, just DeAndre Hopkins. Five. Five? <laughs> no. Four. Okay. Well, realistic-wise, I like one. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. He's just a terrific athlete, athletic, and yeah, the size, I would say. So. All right, there you go. So, Charlie picks DeAndre Hopkins at the 2.1. Uh, he, he balances out his running backs and his receivers. So he's got one of each here. Um, and after Hopkins in the second round here goes Travis Kelsey at 2.2, Austin Eckler at 2.3, Joe Mixon at 2.4. So. Uh, what are you thinking? Kelsey might get to you at 1.8. All right, sorry, at 2.5, at 2.5. I wasn't expecting him to get to me at 2.5. That. Travis Kelsey is uh, a player I target heavily. I just selected him in best ball. So I think I'm going. Um, hmm. So I'm looking at the running backs and receivers that are available. Uh, running backs are Antonio Gibson, Najee Harris, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, DeAndre Swift, uh, and J.K. Dobbins. Wide receivers, we've got Stefan Diggs, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Calvin Ridley, Justin Jefferson available, and all tight ends are available besides Travis Kelsey. I am probably here to uh, solidify my running backs just because of my apprehension um, around Saquon's health. You know, so I probably want to make sure I have enough running back depth to, you know, in the event that Saquon does miss some time. 
I want to make sure I have enough running back depth there. So I'm going to select Najee Harris uh, because of, I was actually telling this to Jack earlier. Um, Najee Harris is going to get so much volume and it doesn't really matter if he's inefficient. I know a lot of people have worries about the Steelers' offensive line. Um, and it doesn't really matter. I mean, it doesn't matter if he averages four yards a carry. It doesn't even matter if he averages 3.8 yards per carry. Um, I still think that he is going to have so much volume, it's not going to matter. And I think he's going to – he's guaranteed to be finished as a top, uh, top 12 running back. So I'm going to pick Najee Harris here at 2.5. Um, so I got Saquon and Najee. And then it goes Antonio Gibson, Stefan Diggs, DK Metcalf. And then Jack is back up at the 2.9 slot and his uh, second pick to pair with Derrick Henry. Now, this is really tough because A.J. Brown, I really want to get. But I have Derrick Henry. What are your thoughts on that, Mitchell? Getting your like your first, first and second round pick being the same team. That's tough because I... You love both these players. And I, I, I like, they're obviously great. It's just, I don't know. Uh, another scenario where you could definitely see that ha be happening is uh, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas, potentially. Whereas, you know, Kamara is going around, you know, top four spot and Michael Thomas is falling to the, the late second, early third. So that's definitely another position you could see two teammates be paired together. Uh, in both of those scenarios, I think uh, it's completely fine. I think all I love all four of those players a lot. I think I actually would probably be more comfortable with the Titans pair just because if Taysom Hill is the starting quarterback for the Saints, which we don't know, and that's obviously a big wild card, I would be a little bit more hesitant in that regard. But, you know, the, the Titans have been so efficient recently um, since Tannehill has taken over a year and a half ago. So I, I think it's completely fine. And a running back receiver stack is is not not the end of the world. I'm gonna go for it. AJ Brown. That's the whole purpose of a mock draft is to play around with the your selections and see at the end how you like your team. So might as well try it out here. And we will. I think we should put a poll up. We should put all three of our teams up and see what people like the best. I don't know how yeah. you guys feel about that, but um, yep. I think we should. After AJ Brown goes Calvin Ridley at 210, Clyde Edward DeLair at uh, 211, Darren Waller 212, Patrick Mahomes first quarterback off the board at 3-1, George Kittle 3-2, Justin Jefferson at 3-3, and then Jack is back up at uh, the fourth pick in the third round. Uh, pretty easy pick in my opinion. We have on the board available DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Michael Thomas, Keenan Allen, McLaurin, Robinson, Dave Montgomery, um, I have Henry Brown and I'd like to target, um, well, I think ideally I'd like to target a running back. And I think after Swift, a little bit of a drop off when you go to Dobbins and then Montgomery and Carson Jacobs, in my opinion. So I'm going to go down to Swift here. I like that pick for sure. I mean, I think he represents the end of a running back tier in my opinion. So definitely like that pick. Yeah, good pick. DeAndre Swift, after him goes Terry McLaurin, 
J.K. Dobbins, Michael Thomas, and then we have uh, I'm up here, and is the I have Saquon Barkley and Najee Harris as my first two picks. The running backs that are available are David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Josh Jacobs. Wide receivers we're looking at Keenan Allen, Allen Robinson, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, and the top three tight ends are off the board. Um, as well, and all quarterbacks are still available besides Patrick Mahomes. It's really tough for me as well here. I don't know. I was thinking about going a robust running back strategy and just load up on the running backs in the first three or four rounds. However, I don't know if I love David Montgomery and Chris Carson enough to make them a third-round pick. If they slid to me, if for some reason nine's 10 teams, excuse me, teams 9, 10, 11, and Charlie don't pick either of those guys. I think I would be more than happy to get them in the fourth round, but I just think it's a little too early for my personally, my taste. So I think I'm going to go with, um, man, it's tough between Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson, in my opinion. I love Keenan Allen. I think he's going to be an absolute volume machine as Justin Herbert takes another step forward this year. Um, But I love Justin Fields as well. And I think he would obviously be by far the best quarterback Allen Robinson has ever played with in the pros. So that's a really tough decision there. I'm going to go with Allen Robinson. I think he has slightly more upside. I think Keenan Allen is a slightly safer pick, Um, but I'm going to go with Allen Robinson just, just on the chance that Justin Fields gets an opportunity to see the field earlier in the year. And um, we're going to go from there. So Allen Robinson is my third round pick. Keenan Allen goes directly after uh, after that, Chris Carson, then Josh Jacobs, and then Charlie is up at uh, his his third pick. So, Charlie, who are you thinking? All right, so I've been eyeing up Mike Evans from when you were picking, and he's still there. Yeah, he's still there. I, I would be. He would be, in my opinion, he would be a good, pretty good third round pick. And, like, sometimes he can just have a good fantasy day. And, like, I don't know. He's, like, an average – I mean, like, pretty good wide receiver. He's – uh, yeah, he can make good catches like Hopkins. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's pretty much all I had to say. Good. So, make uh, Evans will be your pick at 312. Um, and I have another pick right back now. Back to back, who are you going with now? All right, so I'm going to go on the other side. Of the, I mean, I'm going to go running back this time. Okay. And I'm thinking... The top running backs available, I'm going to read them off. We have David Montgomery, Miles Sanders, and then it looks like Kareem Hunt, Miles Gaskin. That's all you should probably consider. Uh, who do you think if you're going running back? Yeah, so in this situation, I was thinking over it right now. Um, I think David Montgomery would be a good spot right now. Okay. And yeah, he with um with Justin Fields, um, like Mitchell said, he's he can like I I've seen him I've seen a couple like college games of him, Justin Fields, and he would be like I think he would be a pretty good quarterback to control him and Alan Robinson, which is on Mitchell's team. So I'm going to go with David Montgomery. 
Uh, I'll read off the next pick. So David Montgomery went at the first pick of the fourth round to Charlie, immediately followed by Amari Cooper, Julio Jones, Miles Sanders, and Mitchell is up at 4.5. All right, so I'm up here with my fourth round selection. Uh, I said earlier my third round selection, if Chris Carson and David Montgomery uh, fell to me there, I would uh, absolutely – jump all over that but they both went here as well as josh jacobs and miles sanders so i think the running back tier i think we're definitely in that zone where it's certainly not worth a fourth round pick for any of these guys that are still available like uh cream hunt i know a lot of people are higher on miles gaskin as he looks to be the lead in the miami backfield but i'm just not completely sold on him yet and i'm, I'm not worth i'm not willing to take him in the fourth round i like etn um but still not this early whoa big noise upstairs uh, <laughs> uh, so probably still looking at wide receiver here and there are still a ton of names I love and I cannot decide. I mean, I kind of, I'm kind of jealous of Jack's spot because, you know, I'm going to have to make a decision between a ton of guys that I like. And that includes CD lamb, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, and Tyler Lockett. It's really tough for me. I, I I'm gonna have a really tough time deciding here. C.D. Lamb, I, I, there's, he probably has the highest ceiling out of all these guys, in my opinion. He's really, you know, he had a great start his first four or five games to his uh, NFL career when Dak was healthy and really airing it out. But I don't know. Robert Woods is just so consistent and so good, and I just, I think the addition to Matthew Stafford is going to be absolutely, like, it's just going to be amazing for him in Cups fantasy value. And DJ Moore as well. I mean, I I think I'm a big Sam Darnold fan. I think he's going to be an upgrade over um, Teddy Bridgewater. I'm going to go with Robert Woods. I think he's the safest pick in this, in my opinion. And for for if he's my wide receiver too, I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm I'm not gonna feel bad about that. He's not gonna lose me the league, Robert Woods. So I'm gonna go with him. Call safe pick there. Uh, looks like I'm up. Josh Allen off the board, DJ Moore off the board, Kyler Murray off the board. This is Jack, tough. Jack so far has Derrick Henry, AJ Brown, and DeAndre Swift. Um, I'm gonna go wide receiver here. I always find myself doing that, alternating running back and wide receiver. Um, I don't know why. I guess in my head, I just feel like it's the most balanced method to go about it. Um. I don't know. I'm going to go receiver here. And at the top of these rankings, it goes Chris Godwin, C.D. Lamb, Kenny Galladay, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup. Um, oh, Deontay Johnson, Cooper Cup. I'm going to go C.D. Lamb. I love C.D. Lamb uh, coming out of uh, college. Fantastic. As Mitchell just said, everything about him i don't really need to reiterate but um fantastic when dak was there full season dak this year um it's gonna be the only issue is that um i mean cooper's is gonna get the most targets i assume and then it could like too many people are sleeping on michael gallup like he's still a very good receiver and very productive receiver um, everyone just loves C.D. Lamb because he's a first-round draft pick, very highly touted prospect, me included. I love C.D. Lamb. 
Uh, so that'd be a reason to have some reservations about him. But nevertheless, I'm going to pick him. Go Cowboys. Strong pick. Nice. I'm up again. I'll Sorry, read. Or do you want to read off? I was going to read off the picks for you. Okay, go. Uh, so after CD Lamb goes Lamar Jackson, uh, Chris Godwin, Kareem Hunt, and then that that ends the fourth round. And to kick off the fifth, we have Miles Gaskin, Deontay Johnson, and Kenny Galladay. So Jack is back up with two running backs and two receivers, and he's probably in a position to go best player available. So who is he? Who does he think that is? Uh, Mitchell's correct, and. I, I'm thinking I'm gonna go with. Ooh, that's tough. See, best player available is kind of where I'm he- headed towards. Um, however, I'm slightly leaning running back because I just think running backs. I know running backs are more valuable than receivers. Um, now, best player available. I think, in my opinion, it's Cooper Cup. I love Cooper Cup. However, I'm torn between him and Travis Etienne just because I like the idea of having a just a third solid running back. Um, I would go Cooper Cup. I'm going to go Etienne just to switch it up. I feel like it's kind of early to take him in the fifth. What do you think, Mitchell? You do so many mock drafts a day. What is, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, so I do at least three mock drafts a day. It may sound like a ridiculous thing to say out loud, but it's true. It's just my it's just my reality. So that's where I'm at. I mean, that's right around where he's going. He's probably going I, from mostly from what I've seen, like mid to late fifth. And I personally wouldn't take him till the sixth. I think there's good enough players out there um, to do that. But it, I mean, hey, if you started off with your draft with you know one of the top three tight ends and two or three high end receivers, and he's going to be your RB one or RB two. Here, I think he's a good target to get just because I think he has more upside than than guys that are going around him like Kareem Hunt, uh, Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, Mike Davis. I think he has a lot higher upside, especially in a PPR league than those guys. So, again, comparatively to the guys going around him, I like him the best out of those guys, but I still still a little early for my taste. So it, it really all depends on your roster construction from there. But Okay. I think, uh, you know, he's your RB3, so if he if he busts, I don't think it's going to completely derail your season. So Right. So I'm up here. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if we've read the picks, but Adam Thielen, Dak Prescott, and Chase Edmond go next. I am up uh, at 5.8 uh, with my fifth-round selection. I have Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, Allen Robinson, and Robert Woods. And I, I think, in my opinion... I'm going to definitely pick Tyler Lockett here. Yeah. He's a wide receiver three. Um, a lot of people have a sour taste in their mouth about Tyler Lockett because he was obviously he had very big boom games when he had that 53 point performance um, against the Cardinals last year. But there were a lot of, a lot of games where he was only targeted like three times and he finished with like a two. So very up and down last year, still had over a hundred catches and over a thousand yards and 10 touchdowns last year. Um, so at the end of the season, his stats were there. Um, just he was probably a little bit lower in the consistency rankings. However, I think the Seahawks are going to change their offense to not allow that to happen again, anymore. I, I've, uh, according to reports, they're running a fast, fast-paced offense in camp. 
think that bodes well for Tyler Lockett. And if he's my wide receiver three, I'm taking that every single time. And I'm going to select them there. So okay. I go Tyler Lockett. Also would have considered Cooper Cup as well. I love him for a lot of the same reasons I love Robert Woods. But considering I already had Robert Woods, I um, I didn't want to stack the Rams receivers. So I went with Tyler Lockett. Uh, Cooper Cup goes next. Brandon Ayuk, then Jamar Chase, then Charlie Zell. All right. I, I like Mitchell's pick, by the way, by Tyler Lockett. Um, yeah, so I was thinking running back again. And okay. now... Uh, right now, I'm just going to go best player on the board right now. So, Okay. That would be Melvin um, Gordon for these. It rankings. would be Melvin Gordon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just I, – I like the pick there. Um, Denver. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, guess, I guess Melvin Gordon. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Go with Melvin Gordon there. Uh, is your pick again? You're gonna yep. go a position, or what do you think here? I'm gonna go wide receiver. Okay, best wide receivers we have on the board at the moment is T. Oh. Higgins, Odell Beckham Jr., Chase Claypool, Cortland Sutton, uh, DJ Chark, Juju, Debo Samuel. What are you thinking? Um. I like I, I'm kind of leaning towards um Odo Beckham Jr. Um, but I'm going. I'm actually gonna go for T Higgins because okay. I I I've only seen seen um like about like one game he played, but I can. I just have a feeling, you know. With Joe Burrow coming back, that would be uh, definitely going to help him a lot. Yeah. Um, and and I, I just like the – this isn't related to the pick, but I like the um, – I'm like – I'm kind of liking the um, Bengals wide receivers. It, okay. I think it's going to be pretty good. I think they're going to be pretty explosive, and they're just going to – they're gonna catch a lot. I'm gonna. I'm predicting. Well, Burrow back. He's gonna. They're gonna throw a lot. So that's true. Um, yeah. Reason to stay away potentially is that they have three good receivers. Um, however, T. Higgins has his own role, which uh, him and Joe Burrow. When Joe Burrow was healthy last year, um, yes. they were pretty great together. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that could be a good pick there. So you want to yeah, go and uh, so. select Higgins at what are we at six one? Yeah. Um. After that, we have Russell Wilson six two. Then Mark Andrews, Mike Davis, Mitchell's up at six five. Read off your team so far, Mitchell. All right. So I have Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, and Tyler Lockett. And I did want to mention that our our league that Charlie is now a uh, part of does have a unique wrinkle to it, to where we have we we have a one keeper um, selection for our for our league, and the the caveats to that is that you have to have picked that person in the sixth round or later, and you have had to have kept them on your roster the entire season. Uh, so, you know, they kind of rewards 
the the manager making a a, a late round value selection, if you will. Um, so I just wanted to mention that as well. So I can't help but you know once the sixth round rolls around, I can't help but maybe skew towards younger guys um, to potentially have. I just wanted to mention that just so everyone's aware of. And that, that's always on my mind when I'm doing mock draft is that you know how are my keepers going to look if this was a a fantasy stars draft? So. So in that case, um, again, the quarterbacks here, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers, Jalen Hurts, not loving that in the second. This is the sixth round um, per se. And tight end is very intriguing. I love TJ Hawkinson a lot. I've said before on the show that the, the Detroit Lions have the number one most vacated targets in the NFL this year. And they only really signed Brashad Perriman and they bring in Amon Ra St. Brown. Tyra Williams. Tyra Williams. Thank you, Jack. So, but again, the main beneficiary of all those vacated targets is, in my opinion, clearly going to be TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift not far behind him. So TJ Hawkinson is is very intriguing at this spot. So I think he can make that that next jump into the in another level of tight end. And Kyle Pitts, you know, we all love Kyle Pitts and his ADP keeps shooting up as the as august approach approaches but i'm going to pass on them it's it's tough but i'm going to go with uh, a guy that has a lot of upside if he gets the starting role in the backfield and that's javante williams um so i'm picking two rookie running backs here Najee harris and williams but again there's there's always i think eight out of the past nine seasons there's been at least one rookie running back in the top 12 so i like my chances there of getting either my rb2 or rb3 in the top 12 so I'm going to get Javante Williams here and uh, short my RB3 slots. I was hoping Hawkinson would fall to me, but he got taken immediately after Mitchell took Williams. It went Hawkinson at 6-6, Pitts at 6-7, Odell at 6-8. I'm up at 6-9. Let's see here. Stop messing around. We know who you're going to pick. Um, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get Chase Claypool. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Chase Claypool. Um, it won't be, uh, posted on his birthday, but it's his birthday now. He's fantastic. Um, one of my favorite players in the league. I'll just double message it as my favorite player in the league. I watched every game of his at Notre Dame and watched him with a close eye every single snap in 2020. Um, he, I promise that this is not just my bias. Like he is a complete wide receiver. He can get open. He has fantastic hands. He's great in contested catch. Um, he's a complete receiver and built to be a wide receiver one in the NFL. He had 11 total touchdowns last year. Shattered a bunch of rookie records. Um, The only question you could say, it's crowded. Juju's back. Deontay Johnson's still there. Um, Bring in Najah Harris. He's going to have to have a role in the significant role in the offense. Um, However, Ben's last season, he's going to, we're going to air it out a ton this year. Um, for many reasons I don't need to get into, but you can take my word for it. We're going to throw the ball a lot. Uh, I'm going to take Chase Claypool 
at 6-9. It wouldn't let me take it. Uh, let's see. Draft him now. Good. Okay, I got him. Um, I'll read up the picks following him. Went 6-10, Raheem Mostert. Then Cortland Sutton, DJ Chark. Then Juju, 7-1. Then Justin Herbert, 7-2. Uh, Ronald Jones, 7-3. I am up again at 7-4. Now, the top players on the board, um, James Robinson, Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, Aaron Rodgers, Debo Samuel, David Johnson, Robbie Anderson. Uh, it's all really who I'd consider, I guess. Uh, Mitchell. Yeah. Do, would you hate it if I, if I played the handcuff game here? Getting James Robinson? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think at this point in the draft, I think that's way too conservative. I think it. if you handcuff your running back with like a 10th round selection or later, I think that's fine. But, you know, handcuffing a guy, your fifth round pick with your seventh round pick, I think that's playing it too conservative. I think at that point, as much as I love James Robinson – I think I, I think at that point you just got to take a stand on, on this guy's gonna this guy's gonna try to lead the backfield and just try to get okay. so I don't really love it at that spot but no um, I wasn't thinking about it I just want to hear your opinion on if someone was ever thinking about that strategy I too um like I think I think you're yeah. spending too high of a draft capital on, on a on a handcuff I think at that point you just I agree to- yeah I mean, you draft Travis Etienne the fifth. You have to have some kind of belief in him that he's going to take over the backfield. So, I agree. It'd be a waste. Um, I honestly don't love this spot right here. The players available. I'm honestly, like, thinking about David Johnson, and that just feels gross. Um, Aaron Rodgers is such a value here if he's playing in Green Bay. Uh, should I just like roll the dice and hope he, he's a lot of people think, which is probably true to or smart to believe that like Rogers will be playing football this year somewhere. If it's not Green Bay, he's going to be playing in, I don't know, Denver. So, and even if he's in Denver, like he can perform well in Denver and like put up fancy, good fancy numbers. But I am a little skeptical that he's going to play football at all this year. I think that I don't have any inside info, of course, but just knowing Aaron Rodgers and knowing the ego he has, and he's petty enough to, I believe he's petty enough to just step away and sit out a year just because he's mad. Um, We might have talked about this. We definitely talked about this before. Um, I'm going to go against that belief that I have, and I'm just going to take Aaron Rodgers. 7-4. Very nice. I think he will be playing football, and he will be in Green Bay, so I think he'll be fine there. James Robinson goes next at 7-5. David Johnson, 7-6. Damian Harris at 7.7. And then I'm up here at 7.8. I absolutely do not want any part of these running backs right now as Leonard Fournette, Kenyon Drake, Zach Moss, James Connor, and Trey Sermon lead the board. 
That is that's that's gross. Yeah, that's gross. Point. Quarterbacks, I don't want Jalen Hurts or Tom Brady or Matt Stafford in the seventh round. I prefer to get them a little bit later. And the tight ends don't want Dallas Goddard, Noah Fant, or Logan Thomas right now. That seems way too early in my opinion. So I'm going to go with wide receiver. Two guys I really like. There's actually three guys I wouldn't mind having, but they're Robbie Anderson, Devontae Smith, and uh, Jerry Judy. I'm going to go with Robbie Anderson. A lot of the same reasons that I like DJ Moore a lot this year, they also apply to Robbie Anderson. He had, I believe, around 1,100 yards last year, and I think the only thing that was lacking was touchdowns. But, you know, I I think that will go up with with Sam Darnold at the helm this year, just because I think he'll air it out more than Teddy Bridgewater, who is very conservative. Um, and he already has that connection with Sam Darnold. They played together for a couple of years in New York, so I like Robbie Anderson as a mid mid round value this season. So he's my wide receiver four, and I'm I'm very comfortable with that. Um, next goes Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurts, and Leonard Fournette, and that puts Charlie on the clock at 7.12 and 8.1. All right. I'm gonna. I- I'm thinking quarterback right now. I think, in my opinion, it's the right time and right place to do it. So I'm looking at the listings now, or rankings, and I'm seeing... A couple that's that stands out to me. Um, As quarterbacks available, we have Tom Brady, Matt Stafford, Joe Burrow, Ryan Tannehill, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, so I'm thinking I'm gonna um these the mock drafts I've been doing um uh they. I just I just like the pick Ryan Tannehill for some reason because okay. he's like um I think he's very underrated and That's true. I think he he was in NFL honors in like something. It was like a comeback of the so I don't know. But he was in something that was like comeback of the year <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I like to pick Ryan Tannehill, but the pick I think I'm going to go with is Joe Burrow because one, I have T Higgins and true. That's a good stack be, there. Yeah. Be, it would be a good stack. And with him coming back this season, um, I think he's going to air it out a lot and yeah, I'm just going to go with him. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I I'm a fan of getting a wide receiver and quarterback because whenever they score a touchdown, you get double the points. Well, almost pretty much double the points. So yeah, good strategy. Um, you're still up at eight one. Who are you thinking now? All right, I'm looking at running backs now. Okay. And best running backs on the board, we have Kenyon Drake, Zach Moss, James Conner, Trey Sermon, Michael Carter. All right, so I'm thinking Zach Moss right now because okay, uh, this past season, uh, he's been, I th- I think he's playing pretty good, um, running the ball aggressively. Uh, yeah, I think he 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 was a great rookie last season, and yeah, that's pretty much it. 
Mitchell, what do you think about Zach Moss? I'm not a big fan of Zach Moss. I don't really like the 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 Buffalo backfield in general, just because I think Josh Allen is the lead, quote unquote, lead running back in that. I think he's going to vulture most of the the goal line touches. So I think the touchdown upside is a little limited for Singletary and Moss. I don't think Moss has uh, the enough speed to be have that home run ability as well. So he's going to have to rely on volume and. You know that he's his carries could definitely increase this year, but I just I'm not 100% sure that'll happen. So, kind of staying away from him. But you know that's the beauty of fantasy. You can you can take your guy. So, um, and also I I like that pivot that Charlie was going to do on um. Yeah, threw Owen for a loop. Yeah, I thought he was definitely going Ryan Tannehill there. So, um, goes Joe Burrow and, and completes the stack. So, there you go. So, uh, after Zach Moss at eight one. Goes Jerry Judy, 8-2. Devonta Smith, 8-3. Derek Dallas Goddard, 8-4. Mitchell's up at 8-5. Yeah, so I'm pretty heartbroken. I was really hoping Jerry Judy or Devonta Smith would get to me here in the eighth round. I would have loved to have them as a, my, my wide receiver, 5. I think Jerry Judy, you know, he, he's still at 800 yards despite awful quarterback play. And I know he had a terrible catch rate, but that was partly due to his in, inaccurate uh, Drew Locke last season. Not that that's changed because Drew Locke may be the starter this year, but you know if it was if it was maybe Teddy Bridgewater and he won the job, maybe I'm a lot more encouraged with Jerry Judy. I think he's still one of the best route runners in the league, and I just love Devontae Smith as well. I talked about him a lot on the uh, the rookie review, rookie draft review episode as well. So I'm probably going to hmm. I'm probably going to go with Michael Carter here, to be honest. I mean, I okay. he's my eighth-round selection. That'll be my third rookie running back. Wow. And I've said I've said on this podcast before that I'm not in love with this rookie running back class. <laughs> I don't think that applies to Najee Harris or Williams. But Michael Carter, if I'm going to take another one, I'm going to probably take him uh, aside from ETN. But outside of the top three, if I'm, if I'm going to take a rookie running back, he's, he's my running back four for this season and overall dynasty rankings as well. Um, I, I think that he has a nice opportunity to carve out a role in the jet, Jets backfield. I don't really ever see him being a a 20-touch guy in the NFL, but if he can get 12 to 15 high-value touches and be a, be a solid uh, flex play for me, I'll take that. And uh, I think, you know, Te- Tevin Coleman and, and LeMichael P. Ryan don't really scare me too much. So I think if, he, if he's all that they ha- – if they are all the competition he has to beat out, then then I'll I'll take my chances on him there. So, going Michael Carter to just solidify more running back depth and and uh, go from there. So, Kenyon Drake goes next. Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. That means Jack's up with the eight point nine. Um. Okay. This is tough. My favorite player, Mitchell could probably guess, is Tyler Boyd on the board. I'll read, I'll read like the top players we got here. Noah Fant, Tyler Boyd, Curtis Samuel, Tom Brady, James Conner, Chase Sermon, Logan Thomas, Matt Stafford, Jarvis Landry, Mike Gusecki, Jalen Waddell, whatever. Um, I was kind of – I would like to get a fourth running back here. I think it's too early to get James Conner. Trey Sermon, I think it's too early to get him too. 
But then after them two, in my opinion, I feel like there's kind of a drop off because then you got AJ Dillon. I don't know why he's ranked so high. I guess because Jamal Williams is gone. I don't know. Um, then Gus Edwards, like these guys, him, they're definitely backup running backs. When you got James Conner and Trey Sermon, I think technically they're listed second on their depth charts, but like it's going to be a pretty, a more even timeshare between uh, Chase Edmonds or James Conner and Raheem Mostert or Trey Sermon. But I don't love either of them. Like at this spot at the end of the eighth, and I don't think they'd get back to me. However, Tyler Boyd is just so good. Um, I don't know. I'll be irresponsible and get Tyler Boyd. I think he's the best player, best value there. So, yep, James Conner and Trey Sermon are gone. So, after Tyler Boyd, at 8-10, we got Noah Fant, Trey Sermon, 8-11, James Conner, 8-12, 9-1. Curtis Samuel, followed by Jarvis Landry, Jalen Waddle, and I am up again at 9-4. Um, now I'm just staring at a bunch of bad running backs, as I just expressed that previously. Um, should I get A.J. Dillon Mitchell? Give me your thoughts. I think that AJ Dillon is is not a bad pick here at all in the ninth round. Uh, honestly, ninth round and beyond, I'm looking for guys that, if given the opportunity to be a starter, that they could really explode. Uh, AJ Dillon is a big running back. I think he's six foot, two hundred and thirty, two hundred forty pounds. So he's absolutely humongous. Wow. Um, and I know Aaron Jones is in front of him, but like you said, the departure of Jamal Williams is going to open up some work for him. He's the clear-cut number two, and they did select him in the, in the be- middle, beginning of second round. So he's got to be somewhat a part of their plans, and I know Aaron Jones has got a big extension. But, again, he – I don't know. If, if he went down, he would have massive upside. So I'm just shooting for upside at this point, and – I even think he could carve out maybe 125 to 150 carries. And if he, if he gets the goal line work, maybe he can be a, a flex play for you in, 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 uh, in desperate situations. So I wouldn't hate it at all here. Yeah, I'll do it. Honestly, AJ Dillon is not really a player I've thought much about, but that's a good point. Um, could be a f- solid fourth running back. Um, I, after him, I feel like this is a pretty steep drop off. I mean, not even that. Just like these guys aren't just aren't great. So, um, I'll just go with AJ Dillon here at nine four. After him, we got Logan Thomas off the board, then Matt Stafford, then Tom Brady. Mitchell's now up at nine eight. Right. So, again, I feel like if this, I, I don't want to speak for all drafts, but. I, I'm pretty confident that is if this was a real draft with real managers and not computers drafting, they wouldn't take Matthew Stafford and Tom Brady here as their backup quarterbacks in the ninth round. Maybe they would. I don't know. I was kind of hoping that they wouldn't, so I could pass on the quarterback and wait till the 10th because the only team after me that doesn't have a quarterback is team nine. And I would have felt comfortable with either of Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, or Ryan Tannehill as my starter. However, since Stafford and Brady went, I got to go Ryan Tannehill here because, you know, 
he's really efficient, really good, as Charlie outlined a couple minutes ago. Um, when he when he was given the starting role in 2019 from week six to 16, he was the quarterback four. And then last year he was the quarterback seven. So that's exceeding expectations relative to his ADP. And he just got Julio Jones. There's so many reasons to like him. So I am more than, more than happy to get him as my starting quarterback here in the end of the ninth round. So I'm getting Ryan Tannehill. Trevor Lawrence, Irv Smith, and LaVisca Chenalco next. Charlie's up at the 9-10 turn. All right. So, thinking about it, I didn't really like my pick, Zach Moss, there. But, you know, there's not that much to go to. But, anyway, I would like another wide receiver. Um, the wide receivers, the top like four wide receivers are, um, Marquise Brown, Corey Davis, Michael Gallup, and Dave Parker. Wait, is that Devonte Parker? Yeah, my bad. Yeah, Devonte Parker. Um, I don't really like all of them. Um, actually, maybe one. Uh, I'm gonna go with Jack here uh jack said like everybody's sleeping on michael michael gallup okay because because he um he he wasn't drafted highly as cd lamb was right yeah i know yeah that um yeah i i I like i kind of like him there okay i think he would i think he would be like at the right spot at the right time, kind of. So, yeah, I'm just going to go with him. Okay. Uh, Michael Gallup's pick at 9 12, 10 1. Charlie's on the board. Who are you thinking? Running back now because, and I don't like all of them. <laughs> Gus Edwards, Devin Singletary, Naheem Himes, and Tony Pollard. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I like him. So, I think the best pick here would be. I get. I don't know. I think. Want me to make a suggestion here of these running backs? If it were me at your spot with your current team. I would go Devin Singletary to handcuff that backfield. Yeah, handcuff. All right. Yeah. um, I think we're late enough now. You got them in the eighth and tenth round. So you now own that backfield. Um, I just feel like that kind of completes your running backs. Um, Yeah. Oh, wait. If one of them them appears to be, have a larger role, like a more significant larger role than the other, then you have, you have both. So you're, you're set there. Um, yeah, so those are five solid running backs I'd say you have. And Cam Akers, Dave Montgomery, Melvin Gordon, Zach Moss, and Devin Singletary. Yeah, I, I kind of like it. Would you agree, Mitchell? You're muted. Sorry, my apologies. They're not my favorite running backs, but 
you know, they aren't either. I honestly wouldn't even have gone running back there probably, but going running back, I think it's definitely Devin Singletary is the pick to make. So after Devin Singletary um, goes Mike Gusecki, Naheem Hines, Marquise Brown. So I'm up on the board here. And, oh, hmm. Okay. I had my eyes set on Tony Pollard because in contrast to Jack and Charlie's opinion, I think Tony Pollard is, is, a, is a good pick here. And for a lot of similar reasons that A.J. Dillon is, I think he's got a lot of upside if Zeke goes down. I think that there could be even more of a split than people realize between the two. Um, Tony Pollard did look really good. I think uh, he looked even better than Zeke at times last year. So, Why are you in contrast, in my opinion, there? Well, I thought you didn't like Tony Pollard. That's not true. Hmm, sorry, my mistake then. No, I like Tony Pollard, definitely. All right, so he was going to be my pick, but I did see one guy here in the wide receivers that I – have gotten in so many of my mock drafts. I wanted him in the best ball league, but Jack stole him from me, stole him from me. And that is Antonio Brown. Uh, I just think he, I just think he's going to get a thousand yards this year. I think he, he showed up literally in the, in the middle of the season and he still played really well last year. Um, you look at his 2020 game logs. He had in PPR in his, in his uh, seven games, I think that he played eight games. You know, his first four games, he was still getting his feet wet in the offense. He had six six points, 13 points, 13 points, three points. Um, but then after that, from weeks 14 to 17, he had 10, 20, 13, and 37. So, you know, he catches four touchdowns in the last four weeks of the season, and I think him and Brady are going to just absolutely tear it up this year. If Chris Godwin or Mike Evans goes down, Antonio Brown could legitimately finish as a top five wide receiver in the NFL, and that would not surprise me at all. I agree. Yeah, Getting him at my wide receiver five spot, I'm all over that. And, um, you know, as much as personal pain that Antonio Brown has caused all three of us, I'm willing to put that aside um, that uh, he's he's my wide receiver five with so much upside. I mean, I'm just looking at everyone else around him, like Corey Davis, Devontae Parker, Mike Williams. Rashad Bateman, Marvin Jones, like no one has more upside of those out of those group than Antonio Brown does. So he's my absolute smash pick here. Good pick. After Antonio Brown goes Robert Tanyan, Corey Davis, and Gronk. And Jack's up at 10.9. Um, we have well, he has six more selections to go, but we have five more rounds after this. Um I think I'm going to go with a player we just talked about. Looking at the other players on the board here. Uh, sure. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with Tony Pollard. I think that, uh, you know, Zeke, his ADP is end of the first. Yeah, he went 1-9 in this. I don't know. I don't see it. I feel like he's just been disappointing for a little too long to still be drafted that high. And Tony Pollard produced when Zeke was, was not there. Um, I agree with Mitchell. I think there could definitely be a split, more of a split than we think. If Zeke goes down, Tony Pollard's going to step in. And um, I don't know if it's too bold to step in. And to say, I don't know if it's too bold to say he'll step in and be an RB1, but he could be. Um, regardless, I still think he has a role and Dak and Dak's going to help that as well. Uh, I'm going to make the pick there, Tony Pollard. 
after him, Gus Edwards went 10 10. Then Matt Ryan, Tyler Higby started 11th. We have Mike Williams, Devontae Parker, and Daryl Henderson. Uh, I'm up again at 11 4. Uh, I still have not picked a tight end. However, at this point, I'm kind of, I kind of see myself, um, I've seen myself in recent mock drafts and also in our best ball draft we just did, just waiting on tight ends. I feel like if you're not getting Kelsey, Waller, Kittle, I mean, even I love Hawkinson so much, but I think like I really wanted, okay, so Hawkinson went in six at six, six, and I really wanted to get him at six, nine. Like, in the, so I think six round, that's good, but. Like after him, like I don't know. I don't see just I don't see the value in like drafting Dallas Goddard or Noah Fant highly. Um like I just view them as kind of and then like Logan Thomas has upside too that I like, but and all these guys I just feel like aren't worth reaching for. I'd rather just wait. Like there's I think there's some sleeper tight ends that have just as equal like just as equal chance as performing highly being a tight end one than they do as they do so i'd rather wait on tight ends that's just my personal strategy i like to do um and i'm going to continue to wait on tight end um i'm going to go wide receiver here wide receivers available we have marvin jones rashad bateman michael Pittman, um darnell mooney henry ruggs nelson aguilar now nelson aguilar has some sneaky value i mean i don't love I really kind of hate the quarterback situation, as most people probably agree with me in New England, but Nikhil Harry's Lacresta trade, if he's gone, that boosts him up. They gave him money to Aguilar, so something to keep in mind. I'm not going to pick him, though. I'm going to go with Michael Pittman. Uh, as you guys, for me, it's between him and Marvin Jones. Um, sorry, Rashad Bateman. I like Rashad Bateman, but not really. Rookie receivers are tough, despite rookie rookie fever is what we have, uh, and we love rookies. But um, gonna go Michael Pittman because I am a big Carson Wentz comeback fan. I and he needs a receiver to to put up points with. Uh, so and I don't trust T.Y. Hilton, so I guess I am. Uh, Michael Pittman fandom has kind of fallen into my lap, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to take Michael Pittman at 11-4. All right. So Rashad Bateman went next. Then Johnny Smith, Donald Mooney. Mitchell's up at 11-8. Mitchell, what do you think about my Michael Pittman pick? I'm sure you like it, actually, as you have him in our Dynasty League. Yeah, I think Michael Pittman, especially in Dynasty, just represented a, a nice buy-low value after... I guess slightly, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to say slightly, but he did disappoint his rookie season. He only caught one touchdown. Um, he was hurt for a good portion of the season. So I think people kind of forgot about him where he was going at the late first of rookie drafts in 2020 uh, in a class that everyone loved. So I think he's got a real opportunity here. And I think that Carson Wentz uh, can really lean on him and he could uh, view him as that all Sean Jeffrey type uh, when he had success in Philadelphia. So uh, just about four years ago. So I, I think that's a good pick, especially, you know, we're at uh, in the 11th round. So you got to shoot for a high upside here. And a guy like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a guy that doesn't have high upside, in my opinion, like Corey Davis, how much upside does he really have? 
you know, a guy going in a similar range. So I'm going to go with my fifth and final running back here. I'm going to pick Alexander Madison. And it's only because I have an irrational fear of Dalvin Cook injuries. So that is my explanation on that. And that makes me a de facto Alexander Madison fan. So mm-hmm. going to go with him. After Madison goes Jamal Williams, Latavius Murray, T.Y. Hilton, and then Charlie's on the clock for his 11th and 12th pick. All right. So a couple, I'm, I think in wide receiver now, and a couple wide receivers are standing out to me right now. So those are, I, I'm thinking Marvin Jones or Henry Ruggs. Marvin Jones, he can, he can rack up, he could just, he could just like rack up a lot of points. And he, with, with him on, with him on Jacksonville, he can just, I, I think he's going to be, I think he's just going to have a really good season this year, I think. And and Henry Ruggs, um, he can also catch, <laughs> and like he can be explosive, and we, I'm sure you guys know. And uh, yep. So, oh, uh, I'm gonna go Henry Ruggs. All right. Uh, so Henry Ruggs is selection at eleven twelve. Uh, who do you want to start off the twelfth round? Charlie has also yet to select a tight end. What? What did you say, Jack? You have yet to select a tight end as well, similar to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm getting one right now. Okay. So, um, top four tight ends on the board are Hunter Henry and their everything. Evan Ingram, Austin Hooper, and Jared Cook. Um, Hunter Henry stands out to me. I've been, I've picked him a couple of times in my mock drafts. Uh, yeah, I, I like, I like this. Uh, again, I think he's like the right player at the right time, I guess. So I'm just going to go with him. Okay. Uh, sure, Hunter Henry could be a solid pick there. With um, I'm not a huge Hunter Henry fan, but uh, new situation. He finds himself in New England. Uh, a lot of targets up for grabs as well. So that's Charlie's selection at 12-1. Uh, then Baker Mayfield goes next. Marvin Jones follows, and then Evan Ingram is up at 12-5. I also don't have a tight end, Jack, so all three of us waited on tight end as oh, well. Wow. And I think I'm going to wait even further, to be honest. Okay. I'm just going to get my kicker in defense now just because I'm going to select two tight ends with high upside in the 14th and 15th round, so I'm going to go kicker in defense now, and I'm going to go with um, Justin Tucker. Don't like that. Why? I'll just never get a kicker before the, the the last round. He's not even the best kicker, and you know that. Yeah, it's fine. 
Nelson Aguilar, Terry Cohen, and Carson Wentz go next. Jack's up. Yeah, these tight ends, man. I want to wait. And I'm going to wait. Let's see. What are the other teams? No fan. Uh, they could be getting a backup. I don't need a backup quarterback because I'm just putting all my eggs, all my eggs in one basket on Aaron Rodgers. I have five running backs and five wide receivers, I believe. So, um, you know, news broke today that Nicole Hardman is presumably taking the wide receiver two role. I don't know if you saw that, Mitchell. Um, I'll buy it. I don't quite buy that either. I think that's going to cause his ADP to spike a little bit. Um, but it's only expected to happen. It's not like he is set there. You know, we have two months till the season. So, um, should I just, should I do it, Mitchell? Should I do it? Who? You know. No. You do know. Yeah, I know, but don't do it. Why not? Convince me not to draft Cole Beasley at 12-9. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about Ramondre Stevenson. Oh, no. <laughs> Jack. Has- Why? Is, is Ramondre Stevenson, is his value spiking? Is he going around here, you think? I mean, he is the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14th running back down the board. And I'll bring that up, folks, because Jack has been saying Ramondre Stevenson's name all night long, and it's been so annoying. He's saying it every single minute of, for the past four hours. I'm a witness. I am a witness of this too. <laughs> so um, and just make a pick. <laughs> I'll get. Cole Beasley. You know what? I'll get Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley, you know, you can't, you aren't, like, there's no other all-pro wide receiver you can get in the 12th round. So, um, it's a great value. Cole Beasley is so good. He's a top two wide receiver. Cole Beasley, Philip Lindsay, J.D. McKissick, Justin Fields, Rondell Moore, Nicole Harmon, her cousins, Jack's on the back on the board. Um, I'm not drafting kicker defense. I'm just gonna get Zach Ertz. I I don't know. I people people kind of sleep on Zach Ertz. I'm not. I don't think he has much. But uh, end of the year drafts, why not take a chance on him? Uh, I If he's traded, that could boost his value a lot. I think he's in his new situation, but maybe he can still find some some luck in Philadelphia. After him, Tevin Coleman, Elijah Moore, Russell Gage, middle of the bit, 11-8. Rams defense. They play the Bears week one. Andy Dalton's going to throw three picks, and then he'll get benched for Justin Fields in week two. Jalen Rager, Daniel Jones, Kenneth Gainwell. Charlie's on the clock for his uh, two of his last three selections. 
All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna um go pretty bold here. Um, I'm gonna pick a defense right now because of my spot. Uh, I I I don't think I'm gonna get a I don't think I'm gonna get a, a good defense in like fourteenth or fifteenth round according to my spot. So I'll just pick uh huh. Let's go. Titans day. I know. And we're up again. Yeah, I know. So right now I'll pick a kicker, I guess. Um all right, I think Jack's gonna like this pick. I'm picking Young Waku. Nice. Now he's the best kicker in the league, not Justin Tucker. <laughs> uh, yeah. Good, good pick. Thank you. I just, yeah. <laughs> A bunch of kickers going off the board. We got Bucker, Lutz, Zerline, Greg Zerline, Mitchell. You're up at fourteen five. I'm picking two tight ends here. I'm gonna go with uh, my first one. My darling Adam Troutman. He is, will be a top eight tight end this year. Okay. Bold, bold, bold. Yeah, he's a great pick. I would have gotten him here if you didn't. Um, I don't know. Maybe I like uh, – yeah, I should have gotten him at 13. I like him more than Zach Ertz, to be honest. Uh, oh, well, though. I'm going to go another tight end. Um, all kind of the same to me. <laughs> Uh, you know what? I am a big Justin Herbert fan this year. And Jared Cook is an established tight end. Man, my tight ends are old. Zach Ertz, Jared Cook. But I'm going to pick Jared Cook because Justin Herbert's got to throw to someone other than Keenan Allen. I don't believe Mike, Mike Williams. So there you have it. My last pick, I don't even want to go kicker defense. I'll do it, though. I'll get a defense. Uh, I'm going to get the football team. Great defense. You know what? The Steelers. The Steelers get a lot of turnovers. I'm just going to do it. Mitchell's up. Sorry I was muted. I started to talk, but that's a rookie mistake. Going to pick a second tight end just because I waited so long. I only have Adam Troutman, so I'm going to try to pick two with some high upside. And the ones that are catching my eye here are Cole Komet and Blake Jarwin. Um, I'm going to go with Blake Jarwin just because I, I, I liked his upside last year and he unfortunately tore his ACL very early on in the season. It's a, uh, it's a crowded receiving uh, core in Dallas, but I'm going to take a chance on Blake Jarwin and hope that the, uh, the Cowboys lead the league in pass attempts. So I'm going to go Blake Jarwin here with my last pick. And then we have Jacksonville Jags defense, Broncos, Bucks, and that gives Charlie the last pick, Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I already got my defense um kicker out of the way. So, I guess I'm just gonna go with. I don't know. Um, I like the pick over Strad Penny. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. There's not that much you can pick here, so I'm just going to pick – go with Rashad Penny. 
All right. Charlie picks the um, handcuff in Seattle. And we can uh, read off our final teams here. And then we will we'll put a poll up and we can you guys can vote on who the best team is. And uh, Hogline Nation can be the judge on that. So, uh, Charlie, why don't you go first? You can read your team from uh, pick one to 15. All right. Pick one, Cam Akers, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, David Montgomery, Melvin Gordon, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, Zach Moss, Michael Gallup, Devin Singletary, Henry Ruggs, Hunter Henry, Titans D, Young Way Cool, and Rashad Benny. Jack? Uh, I went uh, first round, Derek Henry. Then A.J. Brown, DeAndre Swift, C.D. Lamb, Travis Etienne, Chase Claypool, Aaron Rodgers, Tyler Boyd, A.J. Dillon, Tony Pollard, Michael Pittman, Cole Beasley, Zach Ertz, Jared Cook, and the Steelers defense. And I went with Saquon Barkley, Najee Harris, Allen Robinson, Robert Woods, Tyler Lockett, Javante Williams, Robbie Anderson, Michael Carter, Ryan Tannehill, Antonio Brown, Alexander Madison, Justin Tucker, Rams defense, Adam Troutman, and Blake Jarwin. So um, there you have it, folks, our, our mock draft episode. Um, we will, like I said, we'll post this on Instagram, and you can decide which, which team you like best. And um, if you ever need any fantasy advice, as always, we are here to help you for your drafts it's just coming up in about a month and a half or two months from now. So, yep. Our draft is September 5th. We had we did it very late in the offseason to to know as much information about these players as possible. And then the uh, the season will kick off four days after that. So there you have it. Um, Charlie, thanks for joining us today. And we look forward to drafting against you and competing with you this season. Yes, and, we do. Uh, you're going down. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. That wraps up the show. Can I close this out? I'm going to do Go it. Ahead, Jackson, make it super awkward. Um, I think, I think you should do the, um, I think you should do the intro next, next episode and, <laughs> and we'll see how much of a train wreck it is. Okay. Uh, so that wraps up the show. Thank you everyone for attending. Um, not attending, but you know what I mean? Uh, follow us on Instagram at hogline podcast. Follow Mitchell at Mitchell Manis. Follow me at Jack under, underscore Jack dot underscore. Charlie's not on socials. Uh, follow us and subscribe on all platforms. Um, I don't know. I guess that's it. We'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Thanks, Mr. Tease. Yes, thank you, Mr. Tease. And goodbye. Goodbye.